Hello, and welcome to We Read It One Night, a podcast where two sisters gossip, grouse, and giggle over your favorite romance novels. In today's episode, we discuss The Hating Game by Sally Thorne and debate what makes a real enemies to lovers book, the correlation between height differences in romantic relationships and back problems, and we generously give you our best ideas for your next Smurf-based fanfiction. Enjoy the show! Oh my god, we figured it out. So in a long-standing discourse in our um, discussion about romance novels is what the fuck looking up underneath your eyelashes means and why that's like anything but weird and creepy. Well, I just and Rachel just did it physically. accidentally and it wow. was weird and creepy. <laughs> it was not, there was nothing sexy about it. And I understand that I'm your sister, so nothing you do is going to be sexy, <laughs> but I just, it's not, I don't, I wouldn't yeah. recommend that when flirting at the local bar. <laughs> I mean, recommend. it's like those like bear tips that I was telling you about. What? It was what like the to play a bear it was like tip. A bear tip, like how to survive a bear? Oh, I I don't know. I was picturing like a Q-tip but like in the shape of a bear. <laughs> That'd be kind of cute. <laughs> like a bear. Like, yeah, but you really want to put that in like your ear? I mean, there's anyone whose bear cavity is whose ear cavity is exactly shaped whose like bear a bear. Cavity. Yeah. <laughs> bear cavity. That's where the baby the little bears that's where they live. That's where they go for the winter. That's oh, their cave. They go in your little bear cavity. Little yeah. <laughs> so it's actually the opposite of Fat Bear Week. But it's like Fat Bear Week. You want the you want to be a fat bear because that mm-hmm. that prepares you for the hibernation or whatever. But it's the opposite. But the little bears they can't get fat because then they won't fit in the ear cavity. Mm-hmm. It's actually it's prized together. to be as little as possible because then you can burrow as deep into the ear as possible. And that's what earwax is when you have those gross earwax extraction <laughs> cool. videos. Is there it's it's actually like fur from like the previous bear. <laughs> but the so for grizzlies, when you play dead, it was like you have to get into a fetal position and also get on your stomach. And I just don't that's like impossible. Maybe maybe like one day, years from now, hopefully not in the face of an actual grizzly, but hopefully maybe we'll figure out how it's possible to do those two things simultaneously. Just like looking up from underneath your eyelashes. Maybe if you're like child's pose. I guess. But then your stomach like is still like you're prostrating yourself before the bear. Yes. <laughs> you're showing the bear is before your allegiance fly. Yes. <laughs> the bear is actually – yeah, that's the advice. It's actually like from a bunch of bear worship worshipers the bear. and they're yeah. trying to get like as many people as possible to <laughs> worship the bear. Gods. I mean it checks out. Yeah. Anyway, people, grizzly bears, you play dead. Black bears, you fight back because they – want to eat you unless you're in a tent and it's a grizzly in that case they definitely want to eat you so you should definitely fight back what is the correct bear fighting technique like where should you aim for you know with sharks you aim for the nose i don't like is there a a bear weakness i don't know i don't think they have any weaknesses honestly like they're just so powerful everywhere (laughs) you look it's just like sharp like teeth and claws circle around your yourself like in sponge yeah that's the only choice yeah it's the only possibility yeah so, The Hating Game, take seven. Um, so, um, this is a great book. It is, I would say, classic enemies to lovers. Like, they, Oh, for sure. I mean, it's in hate is in the title. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I guess Joshua doesn't actually hate her, we find out. But she definitely hates him. Like, it's, it's definitely not just pining. like a – pining. It's enemies yeah, to lovers not, with secret pining. Yeah, exactly. It's not like enemies to lovers where it's like, oh, they just like – kind of get off on the wrong foot and then oh they're immediately like each other no this is like long standing 
and I like this better because yeah, okay, so when when it's enemies to lovers, I feel like they need to like be true enemies. Like they yeah. need to fully be trying to like kill each other and or get like get the each other person fired. thrown in jail or something. Like both of them actively need to be doing that. And yeah. I feel like so many times enemies yeah, aren't exactly. doing this. And I'm like, are you really enemies or are you just like in a spat? Yeah. You know, like can you really call them your enemy? Yeah. It's like in Harry Potter when when Harry calls Draco, he's like his mortal enemy, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> and I'm like, Voldemort exists. <laughs> so basically, Josh is Lucy's Draco Malfoy, enemy to lover, in at least in fan fiction world. Yeah. I mean, they are trying, like, you know, at least loosely. They they report each other HR, all right? They're like at least somewhat Constantly. they like would they would both like it if the other person was no longer in possession of okay. employment. <laughs> We should – okay, we should give a, a rundown of the situation. So it's a rom-com. I would say this is the this is the resurgence of, like, the modern rom-com. It came it's out true. in, what, 2016? And it's, like, mm-hmm. the favorite on TikTok. It's, like, it started, I think, the modern, like, rom-com illustrated cover phase or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's incredibly unrealistic <laughs> because it's about two assistants wow. who work at a publishing house, and they're the assistants to the CEO, and the premise of the book is that they're fighting against each other for a promotion to vice president. The executive <laughs> assistants, okay, they're not even like editorial assistants or marketing assistants, like the executives, they're administrative assistants to the CEOs, and everyone in the company, including the CEOs, seems to be accepting it as fact that the only possible candidates for the VP job that is being created (laughs) for the COO job (laughs) is these two people (laughs) who are in their 20s and have never had and I understand like the you know the premise is that they're like they basically run the company like everybody reports to them like they have other responsibilities but like that's not how it works not even and listen I understand that I work in publishing and so I'm like more nitpicky about this kind of stuff but I don't think there's a single industry (laughs) where an executive assistant would get promoted to the vice president position. Well, isn't she Australian? Who knows what it's like down there? But it takes place in <laughs> Texas. It takes place in the United no, States. No, it takes place in an ambiguous U.S. city. It's true. But, but what it's I'm in saying the United is States. Like, it's yeah, not what in I'm Australia. Is, I mean, I doubt that's the case in Australia. Any Australian no. listeners? Yeah, no, but whatever. I I've met with Australian publishing people virtually and they don't seem to operate in this way either but <laughs> whatever, you know, who knows? whatever i'll you, ask you the next time i have a you call you gotta suspend disbelief in one way or another um so <laughs> right so they were both executive assistants the companies have been merged have like merged together and they both got to keep their jobs when many people didn't um i like this one line from the beginning um She's like, I can't remember what the context is. I think it's like for their competition for who's going to be the vice president. But she's like, it was like being pushed into the Coliseum's arena only to find out I wasn't alone. But what? isn't that like, <laughs> isn't that the point of the Coliseum that you're like Wait, fighting someone? Is, it's supposed to be like a mate. I'm pretty sure it's usually multiple people. Yeah. It's, isn't it like at least one other like gladiator or lion or like something like what? <laughs> Not like a singing competition. You're just like there by yourself yeah. and like you just got to do a little dance for Caesar and Inter- like that determines whether you get yeah. a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> anyway, um, they – Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they don't like each other. They're rivals. And they're also – they're like a – 
what is it? It's like a reflection of the companies themselves. So the company is Bexley and Gammon, which I only remember because I wrote it down. I would not have remembered that yeah. otherwise. I think, what is it? The Bexleys are like the tight asses and the Gammons are like the fun fun it, guys or maybe vice versa. Anyway, yeah. Lucy's the fun team and Josh is the loser boy the team. uptight, yeah. The uptight um, stick up his ass team. Um, And they everyone. hate each other allegedly from the first day. And I thought – so. We get the title very early, right? The hating game. And I thought this was just something that she said in her head. But this is things that they actually, <laughs> they called their interactions like the staring game, the hating the, game, the mirror the game. game. And I'm like, you you guys are grown ass adults. And you're like, I thought this was just a fun, a funny, like comedic thing that she did in her internal monologue. But yeah, no, it, no, like, it's recognized. real things they say out loud. Um, yeah, this all started because he didn't smile at her on the first day. Um, everyone basically hates Josh and the company because he got a bunch of people fired, but also like saved the company basically. Like it was either a lot of people lose their jobs or the company disappears. Um, everyone likes Lucy. She kind of gets like walked all over on by a lot of people. Yeah. Like there's so that's kind of like part of her character growth. She goes from like, I don't know, basically getting taken advantage of, but we'll get Being to a that. Loser. She yeah. Does, yeah, she doesn't have a backbone. She doesn't but she's also any... passive aggressive. But I can understand. So like it may seem a little bit like, okay, he didn't smile at her, right? And you're like, okay, well, you guys are going to be working together. Clearly, there's <laughs> no reason for this level of animosity. But as someone who has anxiety, let me tell you, someone doesn't smile at me the first time I see them. And I will spend like the next 10 years assuming that yeah, they hate for me sure. and like have um, a voodoo doll. And Lucy like also apparently doesn't have any friends, which seems very out of character for her like people pleasing, like very outgoing, allegedly personality. She had like one friend and like was making some new friends at her old company. But then that friend lost her job and like was a total dick and like blamed Lucy. So I guess that's like an explanation, but it's been like yeah. several years. So it's anyway. also implied that they never leave. They're both on like the top floor of the building, and that like they both like never leave it. So and like work, she doesn't like, really. All the time. It's not like she has like a cubicle mates to like be friends with. Although but like someone who's work. been working from home for the past year and a half, Teams Jabber Slack, many ways to just have a little chat. Been outside <laughs> of work, friends. but I guess they're just working all the time. Um, I mean, I like it. I'm also not a fan of books when they have like a bazillion and one characters and like they have yeah. like three best friend characters who like just basically take away from the times that the hero and the heroine could be spending together. I'm like most of the time I'm like, I do not care about this girl talk moment. Like, no, for sure. But it's it just seems inconsistent with her character. Like, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter, though. It doesn't actually like come into play that much. But whatever. She's like allegedly also, someone who needs to be liked and like needs to like have people she around her, friends. right? And but, she's she's strawberry royalty. That's important. Oh yeah, so she comes from a strawberry farm. Um, Josh, strawberry out about royalty, that. Rachel, and likes to call her strawberry shortcake because she is, believe it or not, short. And we and have told this so many times. Um, my favorite was in the beginning before we were really getting hit over the head with it was something like when I met Josh, he scanned me from my head to my toes. It didn't take long because I'm only five feet. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. That was a good way to introduce that. But also we Great. get it. And, and, and we don't need it. Maybe you can reference it like twice more and then <laughs> yeah. leave it alone. But she doesn't. Every single time they interact, she's like, Josh towered over me. He's a fucking giant. And I am a child. Well, she, and she frequently compares herself to a child oh, in terms sure. of size. And or I'm rolled like. Up newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> the rolled up newspaper. The rolled up newspaper. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> 
regularly getting picked um, up like small and animal yeah objects. we get it yeah and then she complains about how as a kid she was like always getting like it seems like all good things she was like yeah i was always the one who got pulled in the wagon or pushed on the swing and i'm like bitch like i wanted that so basically what i'm, what I'm hearing is you were popular and got attention she had some <laughs> privilege exactly yeah anyway Lucy, so rachel and i are two tall girls <laughs> rachel's like taller than me and like let me tell you there's no such thing as tall girl privilege the <laughs> I mean, american okay no I'm the sure american model sense. industry may have convinced you that there is tall yeah. girl privilege but let me tell you literally every situ- situation <laughs> Not not when you're the tallest person in your entire school. Yeah. Which like wow, that was me in the sixth grade. <laughs> I got a frowny face. I told remember that I got a frowny face yeah. in the fourth in the in kindergarten <laughs> because we had a substitute teacher because my kindergarten teacher fell off a ladder and broke her back. Oh it was my very God, I sad. She slipped on ice walking to the dentist's office. <sighs> no, she fell off a ladder putting up Christmas lights. Anyway, mm. she was great. She's fine now. She was a great teacher, but we had a, <laughs> a long term substitute. And the substitute was very small. And I was five years old and I was went up to her and I was like my sister is taller than you and she was like oh how old is your sister and I was like second grade (laughs) and then I got a frowny face on my calendar I got a frowny face stamp for being like not good that day and I was like I'm six years old how the hell am I supposed to know this is incredibly rude thing to say because that also wasn't explained to me like why that's rude I was just like oh that's cool like my seven-year-old sister is taller than this adult like what an for the record fact. kids it's usually good to just not comment on anything about <laughs> someone else that they can't change in like 30 seconds like good rule of thumb yeah um but yeah anyway lucy i mean okay it's everything some wait everything's subjective this could have bothered her like i'm not gonna say like it couldn't have been a undermine her, her I just, experience yeah i just have little sympathy having had the opposite experience but i recognize that yeah, anyway. Um, but speaking speaking of commenting on things that you can change, Josh has a shirt routine. Yeah, Josh wears that. like 10, what is it, 10 shirts yeah. in like colors that get progressively five, yeah. darker. So he wears black on payday. payday so black. That, that's how apparently she's incapable of remembering that it's payday, except when Josh wears his shirt. And yeah, he wears a shirt and it's a thing. And one of the shirts is this color blue. That's also the color of her eyes. But she, for some reason, does not notice this until the very end of the book. Um, yeah. Because Joshua is secretly in love with her and he likes the color of her eyes a lot. Okay. Anyway, move um, on. Josh and Lucy. File HR complaints on each other. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how they both. <laughs> there's even like explicit, like the lady, the head of HR, she's like, Lucy's like oh yeah I'm pretty sure we're her full-time job and she like literally is like visibly upset when she sees them talking when the head of HR is like visibly upset when she sees them talking to each other as if like this will be another headache for her and I'm like yeah they're literally just pouring coffee and the head of HR comes in and she's like oh my no god (laughs) yeah like I just don't understand how you would like keep your job at that point like I don't know. It's because they practically run the company and that's (laughs) how they're going to be COOs at 28. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, Um, they hate each other. They're constantly filing HR complaints on each other. Um, And then we come to the aforementioned competition about who's going to be the next VP. Well, they meet Um, their – we got to talk about their bosses. Oh, yeah. So there's also like a potential – side romance there except it's like ruined by the 
sexual harassment of the man boss. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I would have loved that side. I know it would have been, been so great. So it's like Elaine, this like super chic Helene, actually, not Elaine. Because I was confused by the oh, audio. Yeah, because book. Josh's mom is named Elaine. <laughs> and we were like, why are there two characters named? <laughs> but it's Helene. Helene. So Horrible. Helene is like this super chic French lady. She's Lucy's boss. And then we have Mr. Bexley, who's super not chic. Um, basically this like middle-aged man who's super pervy and likes to stare at Lucy's chest every time he talks she, to her. Lucy calls him fat little dick, which yeah. I don't like. I'm like, mm, his name's Richard. Like- no, I get but, uh, I understand the yeah. that's being made, but I personally do not we like can call, he's a he's a Mr. He's a Mr. Tits Pervert from uh, Bridget Jones Diary. Good. Much that's better. He Incredible. Yeah. He's Mr. Tits Pervert. He does, in fact, in his introduction, look down her shirt. Yes. He does that all the time. And then Josh he does it is all the time. Like, stand up for yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, no, no. He does it. We meet Mr. Tits Pervert and and then, like, he looks down his shirt, he sexually asks whatever, and then he goes back into his office, and Josh is like, you should stand up to him. Like, you should. And I'm like, mm, Joshua, I don't like that. I, like, again, she's an administrative assistant. Let us let me just emphasize this again, that she's, yeah. like, at the assistant level, and this is the CEO, CEO. And, like, Josh, he likes you. Like, why don't you tell him, right. stop. Yeah, like, I, get that. I get that. Why don't you use your privilege, Joshua? I get they're trying to make it as like yet yeah, one thing that she like lets herself get walked over on and then eventually like stands up for herself on. But yeah, I agree. This is like not the thing. But in that same um, scene, we have a really good example of that where she like their coworker, whatever the fuck her name is, they have an, an annoying coworker TM calls mm-hmm. her and is like, I'm going to be late on my deadline. Can I have an extension? And she's like, yeah, sure. And Josh, you know, was like, you should stand yeah. up to her or whatever. So like we already have a good example of that. There's no reason for Mr. Tritz pervert to want to <laughs> run in there and stare down her shirt and for Joshua yeah. to victim blame her, Josh. Where's um, your feminist card? <laughs> so, okay. So we have – we've described Lucy physically. Josh is, as we've already said, much tall, taller than Lucy, which I don't think is saying much considering how, if you've forgotten, short she is. Um, but he – she basically describes him as like a Superman comic book type like character. So like old school, like Clark Kent, I guess. Um, very handsome. Also has blue eyes, I think. Black hair, I'm guessing. I don't know. I I cannot remember his physical description at all. And I'm all basically I, just picturing the guy that's on the IMDb page for his character. I'm Superman picturing the guy that they old cast. Old-fashioned Superman. Whatever that looks like. Um, <laughs> handsome, old-fashioned man. Um, okay, so... Handsome old fashioned man. <laughs> now I'm yeah. just picturing like an old. Now I'm picturing the guy from Up. I'm picturing oh, the grandpa. No, from no. Up. <laughs> young, young old fashioned man. You want to talk about like an age gap romance? <laughs> Carl from Up moves on from Ellie with Lucy from the Hating Game. No, no. Look up. Write the fan fiction. I bet Carl knows where the clitoris is. Oh my god. Jury's still out on Josh, but Carl definitely no. knows where the clit is. Old 100%. fashioned. <laughs> Old-fashioned Superman, the second picture with a little hair swirl. That's what I'm picturing. Anyway, um, so we come to Did like- you look up old-fashioned Superman yes, just now? Yes, yes. You could have just said Clark Kent and everybody would know exactly what you were talking about. No, but I'm specifically talking about like the old-fashioned illustrated version. Uh, oh. <laughs> That's how she describes it from like an specific. old-fashioned comic book. It is, right? But it's like it gives you a good image. Um, okay, so we come to like their first test it's of Carl. who's gonna get this like who's gonna get this new job. Um, Lucy has the idea to have a team building exercise, which Josh promptly steals. Is this before or after the Danny date? 
I think she comes up with the idea. I don't know. The timeline's out of oh, order. Okay, There's right, like right. A, a brief love triangle right. in here. Wait, wait, wait. Sort of. The Rachel, dirty dream. Rachel, we forgot something very important. What? The dream. The Smurf collection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is another critical part of Lucy's character. Very random. No real relevance to the plot, but we Has love absolutely it. Absolutely no relevance. It Lucy never comes in. Is <laughs> he super even get in. her. Oh, he does. No, she gets him one though. Lucy is super into Smurfs. Okay. She has a Smurf <laughs> collection. She like is constantly ordering to her place of work collector's edition Smurfs. To the extent that the delivery man is like, oh, you have like the office delivery Did you get guy what you wanted like, your auction. Like- you have a new Smurf delivery. <laughs> so this occurs, but she doesn't get it to her apartment for some reason. I guess because they're like expensive, like collector's edition Smurfs. So she doesn't want to so leave she's it. Like, like, they there. need them to be, yeah, but like they're Smurfs, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> she has like a whole like display cabinet. It's great. Um, <laughs> I think it's great. So yeah, she's really into Smurfs. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like make fun of if you enjoy Smurfs. Like they're very sweet. I understand like why you would want to collect her dad, them. Like got but her it's one. It's just like such a random. Like there's no explanation for it. It's she's just like I like to collect Smurfs. I feel like it makes her into like a more like, rounded character. Like yeah, I guess. But it's not even like oh, well, well, she's I'm sure so. you could have brought in the short thing again. Like I'm sure, and so I relate to the Smurfs. Like it's part. It was my nickname in school. Like I got really into that. No, she's just like I like them. No, because her dad used to bring them back for her when he went traveling. But why? But why I don't know. Do you do this? Is like, this an Australian thing? Is this a common thing that Australian dads do? Again, Australian <laughs> listeners, we have a lot of cultural questions for you. <laughs> if you could write in and tell us. No, I'm picturing like she's like little. Her dad goes away <laughs> and he like sees that at a gas station. He's like, this is cute. Like I'll get this for my daughter. And then she's like, wow, this is awesome. I, I want to get like, you know, maybe it's like mom Smurf. And she's like, let me get dad Smurf. And then she's like, well, they need neighbors. They need kids. They need a Smurf dog. I don't know. Do you think – okay. So do you think they just sit on the shelf or do you think she like played them, played with them as a kid? Like it was – was it with me, like with my Barbie dolls and American Girl doll where like Kit, the American Girl doll, was the benevolent dictator of like the Barbie (laughs) and Bratz land and made them do like weird things? Did she make her Smurfs do weird things? I don't know. Is there some version of the hating game in which there's a parallel Smurf love story? (laughs) (laughs) I want a completed – Helene and Mr. Bexley, and then I want a parallel Smurf. 120K, <laughs> only one bed, enemies to lovers, slow burn. <laughs> Fanfic in my inbox please. next week. Please. Please. Only one Somebody. Smurf mushroom house. Yeah. <laughs> only one mushroom. <laughs> Is that what they live in? I think they live in mushrooms. I don't know. Uh, anyway, she meets Danny. This is when they announce. They haven't at this point, they haven't even announced the competition. She meets Danny when they announce the VP competition. And that's, and she's like, oh, like I could have been friends with this guy, but Danny's leaving in a week. Yeah. And then she goes home and has a sexy dream about Josh. About Josh. And naturally her reaction to that is to come in like dressed like for the club tomorrow. Yeah. Like a really short dress. It's a, it's a weird outfit description. Like I just, I don't remember it, but it's like. She's wearing fishnet stockings with with, like little diamonds on them. And. And like red and high heels, heels. <laughs> and and yeah, red lipstick. And I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm all for dressing sexy and like feeling yourself, but you are in an office environment. <laughs> There's <laughs> this is not business casual yeah, anyway. Like her reaction to the sex stream is like, oh my god, like I can't believe, like this is so awkward. So I, I just don't understand the connection between like 
feeling awkward about having a sex dream about your hated coworker and then coming in. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Because she's not like she doesn't wake up and she's like, oh, I hate Josh even more because he made me have this sex dream about him. Like, what a dick. Now he's inhabiting my private life as well. Ah, I'm going to torture him the same way. She's just like she wakes up and subconscious. She's just like, I'm feeling myself and everyone's going to know it. Yeah. Um, so she comes in and Josh is like, oh, like you got a date? And she's like, yeah. And this like makes it up. Um, and then he like some, he like gets Which her. Which is wonderful. Like most relatable yeah. thing in this yeah, entire thing. Absolutely immediately she, make up a date. He like he, – yeah, he like talks her into a corner by like getting her to like – he's like, where is it and what time? And she like stupidly answers instead of being like on your business. And she's like, oh, 8 p.m. at this like sports bar. And he's like, oh, weird. I'm going to be at that same sports bar too. Let me give you a ride. And she's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So she like runs down, asks Danny out for that same night. And he's like, yes. So now she's stuck going on a date with Danny and getting a ride from Josh. Well, not stuck. She's like kind of into Danny, but she's obviously not having sex dreams about him. Right. But let me – okay. So let me like – let me paint the picture of what's going on in Joshua's mind at this time because we find out later. But I think it's important to say now his whole plan is like, well, clearly it's a fake date because I'm not an idiot. Like she's clearly making this up. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is she's going to go to the bar. And I'm going to be waiting for her. And we're not going to communicate about this in any way. But this will end with us making out yep. and confessing our love together. Yep. That's his whole game plan. Not like <laughs> the total – because it was if someone makes up a fake date, you're not going to show up to the place alone and admit that you were lying. Right. Like you are obviously either just going to call out sick or get a fake date. Like, everyone knows this is how this works, Joshua. Right. <laughs> like, she's not going to admit <laughs> that it was fake. Uh, yeah. So they head out 5 p.m. And they're in the elevator. He makes out with her. He decides to push the emergency stop and make out with her. Which works in the, the hating bit. game specifically and in Grey's Anatomy. And that's the only True. time that ever works True. in any context ever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they make out. She's like, oh my god. First she thinks he's gonna kill her. <laughs> like she thinks she has a kink. She has a strength. Lucy had this book had the potential to be so much kinkier than it ended up being. There was a lot of missed opportunities for some like suffocation. What is it? Asphyxiation play? Is that what it's called? Asphyxiation, yeah. Yeah, for some she because she's she's like Josh is gonna strangle me later on, and when there's like there's a scene oh, yeah, when they're in bed constantly. together, and she's like I'm considering strangling him, yeah. and like it's she's like and I know that he knows that I'm considering <laughs> strangling him, and they're both into. I'm just saying there is a missed opportunity <laughs> for some kink in this book. That's also what enemies to lovers need. Enemies to lovers books will always be better if they have a little bit of kink. Because yep. if someone's your enemy, there's always going to be a little bit of violence. You know what I mean? As long as yep. it's consensual, I don't see why yep. we as the reader can't enjoy this. Yeah. the kink as well. Yep. Oh, oh, she also – well, she also fantasizes about killing him. Her password is die, Josh, die. <laughs> or like some version of that, which I want to point out would never fly in a corporate setting. They don't <laughs> let you make your password something nice like that. They're, where are the capital letters? Where are the numbers? Again, maybe it's where are the exclamation points? The hackers are less – vicious in australia maybe. they don't care about <laughs> australians they're like the only thing in this person's email is like i saw another giant spider give birth on my floor today help <laughs> like that's all the company emails you're getting from australia i don't know <laughs> company snack cupboard is out of is out of company's uh, back cupboard the kangaroos have raided the snack cupboard again please restock. No. no what is the i'm blanking what is the salty shit that they also have in the UK? 
The, I don't know. You were the one that studied no, in what, Australia, no, what's Rachel. The thing, what's the thing they have in the UK that like gross salty spread? Marmite. 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 Yeah. Disgusting. Marmite. Disgusting. Any Vegemite. Vegemite. Oh. Yeah. Vegemite. <laughs> the snake cupboard said a Vegemite. <laughs> Please restock <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So they make out in the elevator. Um, they get into a fight on the way to the bar. Um, and because she's like, I'm going on a date with Danny. And he is like shocked that she yeah. is not going to like cop to lying. I like, can't she- remember. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember how he insults her, but she's like really upset. And so she goes on the date and then she like is so upset. He falls she, like, her into the bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah. And she's like, oh, isn't – like, why do you have to make me feel like shit, like, every day and then also ruin my date with this guy? And he's, like, shocked or something. He feels bad. But at some point in this, he says, we'll never, ever – she's like, why can't we just be friends? And he's like, we'll never be friends. And he's like, friends. we'll never be friends. Classic. And I'm like, okay – Edward Cullen, like, Classic. simmer down there, boy. Yeah. And she's sad, but he, like, he feels bad about it, but, like, he also doesn't change. Like, he still continues to be, like, kind of an asshole to her right. after making her cry. Like, I feel like, I feel like when you make oh. someone cry, I like, I feel like that's the narrative beat in the story. Like, it needs to come later because you need to, like. She sends her flowers. <laughs> yes, but so she, she doesn't gets, know about it. She gets flowers the next day that say, you're always beautiful. Oh, because that's what she's, like, you you make me feel like not I don't I don't know how the word beautiful comes in, but that's how he ends up apologizing. And she thinks yeah. they're from Danny. She gives Danny the false credit. And she thanks Danny. Like asshole did yeah. she texts him. She's like, thanks for the flowers. And Danny no. like takes credit for it. Danny's she, like, yeah, totally. I don't know. She doesn't say thanks for the flowers. She says it in some ambiguous way that Danny could have thought it was about like the date or something or like some other gift. I can't remember what, but like I remember thinking, like, okay, like Danny was probably like confused, but he was like, Okay, like, you're welcome. He would be like, who else is sending you flowers? I feel like if that were the case. Um, okay. I don't know. I'm ready to think Danny <laughs> is a snake who is taking That's credit true. for things. I, like the that... first time I read this, I was like kind of – I was like, I like this Danny subplot where it's just like a guy who's like nice. There's nothing really wrong with him, but he's just like not the hero, right? And like they kind of end on yeah. the terms. But like there are – yeah, there is some – Danny's not great. He's not well, the, the worst. When he was introduced. I was like, I like Danny. There has to be something wrong with him because right. he's clearly not the love interest. Like what's right. wrong with Danny? Anyway, um, um, then so we the have next- the be- Rachel the best scene. You're not just going to skip over the best scene in the entire in the entire book. What is that? The weapons removal scene. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't remember what ha- what context that happened. They in. agree to like a truce or something. Like they're like in we're the not office. gonna we're like report each other to HR while we're both preparing for this job interview or whatever. I, like they yeah. they agree to like some sort of truce, and then neither <laughs> of them. I would like to emphasize, obviously, because this is an office. Neither of them has any weapons on their person <laughs> but there's like a and it's australia so guns several don't it's not australia though it's guns don't exist okay <laughs> we, as we all know guns weren't invented in australia no i actually um, wait wait sorry sidebar um can i just i just I, re- I literally feel like they're not even on people's radar like i was i read their re- most the recent most newest whatever leanne moriarty book and at one point they're like talking about going to like, the apartment of an abusive boyfriend and the internal monologue of the mom is like like they're like, oh, what if he has a knife? They're like, should we bring knives? Like, <laughs> like the, the word gun is What's like not control, even. like yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, but but it's also like I feel like a lot of times when British authors are writing, or just like authors in other countries are writing about American characters, like there's always like casual gun usage. Maybe like they just assume that, like for example, Fifty Shades <laughs> of Grey, which 
let us know if you want to do an episode <laughs> on the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Um, like there's there's multiple times in which characters just like very easily get a gun. Like a character like That's gets true. out of like a psychiatric yeah. facility and the next day she has a hidden carry permit yeah, in Washington State. And like BL James is British. So I just feel like it's like a very common thing for like people in other countries. And I mean, not that they're totally wrong. It is absurdly easy to get a gun <laughs> in this country. But like they seem to think that like every Mar- American like – has a holster attached to their jeans at all times. I was casually asked if I had a carry permit by another DoorDasher the other day. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So we have – so, okay, we've established there's no real weapons. However, they still go on for, like, what seems like to be at least, like, a solid two minutes of, like, imaginarily removing weapons from their holsters and, like, you know, in, like, a cowboy like movie guns, or action movie. Knives. Like, from, like, inside your sock, like, behind your, like, you know – Bell, like, and listen, I love that scene. One of the best scenes in cinema ever is the scene in Pirates of the Caribbean 3 where Kira Knightley playing Elizabeth Swan is just like taking, like, takes 20 like, guns <laughs> yeah, and knives at like the beginning of the movie. Classic. I love that scene. Very weird when you don't have actual weapons. <laughs> and again, a missed opportunity for kink. I'm not sure exactly because they're in the office how that would be incorporated, but. Uh, clearly they're into weapons clearly they're into violence clearly that is in the top of their psyche because they both immediately are like yes i know what's going on here we're doing a fake weapon removal scene yep why aren't handcuffs whips strawberries strawberries why why don't we even get any food play (laughs) yeah why isn't there like a strawberry scene in which she's like feeding her straw like there's some whipped cream involved i'm just (laughs) saying there's there is a lot of missed opportunities in this Strawberry allergy, Josh dies, violent. Yeah. Oh, there, there's a great scene. Listen, there's a great scene in this Kindle Unlimited Dragon Shifter book in which that I read, in which the heroine is allergic to strawberries and the hero eats like a salad with a strawberry vinaigrette oh, no. and then kisses her and he doesn't know that she's allergic oh, no. to strawberries and she doesn't know it's a strawberry vinaigrette. And then her like face swells up and obviously there's like a beautiful sick bed scene in which he races her to the hospital in his dragon form. And they have hospitals in the dragon books. Wow. Yes, it's it's a completely <laughs> normal world, except that there are some people who can turn into animals. I love that. Oh my god, it's, it's wonderful. Like Are the aliens? No, 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 no. They're they're more like the Twilight werewolves, in which they yeah. can just like do it at will. Yeah. Well, that's what anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you could have incorporated a strawberry. What great te- narrative tension between Lucy and her parents who run the strawberry farm? If Lucy were allergic to strawberries, oh man, like. Because she doesn't want to take over the farm, right? Her her parents are kind of like, oh, like, why don't you, like, take over oh, I don't, the farm? Oh, I don't think so. I never got that. I feel like she has a great relationship with her parents. I feel like the only tension there is, like, why don't you visit us more? Like, why are you so far away? That's true. Why I don't do know. I think I think we could have gotten a little spice in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Well, all, yeah, also her dad refuses to remember his Josh name. Josh's there's enough name, There's great. enough tension between Josh and his family for, like, for both of That's them. That's true. Josh's so, family is yeah. the worst. We'll get into yeah, the worst. Family. Yeah. Okay, okay, wait. So next up, after weapons removal, is paintball. They make – it's like an employee building. They make the fucking employees pay for their own paintball outing during work hours, which is bullshit in my opinion. Like, are you kidding me? If you're going to make me go paintballing with my coworkers, like – 
I don't know. You tell me. Is this like well, a that's normal the whole, thing? That's the whole thing is Lucy's like, let's do a team bonding activity. And then Josh steals it. And then Josh is like, yes, let's do a team bonding activity. But instead of your dumb like trust fall retreat, let's do paintballing. And he's like, the way that it's explained why it's a better idea is because he's like, it'll pay for itself because people will like want to pay money to paintball their coworkers, which like, sure, to an extent, I still wouldn't pay 20 bucks right. for it. Well, but would you rather be working in the office or paintballing even if it is $20? I feel like it's just like shit on the company. I just part, feel like but. I should be being paid <laughs> right. to paintball. I guess well, here's the thing. I Maybe guess because the whole work paid. day, right. I'm still getting paid. I just have to pay $20. Right. So maybe I would do that. Yeah, it's not that bad, I guess. But, but also yes. paintballing seems miserable and scary for me. Yeah, I, I would totally be very agree. sad. I would it's not like enjoy it. Tag, but like 10 times worse. I used to get such but with bad anxiety. Bruises, tag. <laughs> as two uh borderline anemics let me tell you <laughs> things that oh, involve yeah, easily bruising activities hard pass <laughs> not not a good plan for us yeah anyway um, anyway they go paintballing there's this whole scene where like they protect each other kind of like josh yeah. they're like on the same team they like josh dives in front of her and then like she dives maybe it's just josh i don't remember he gets a lot of bruises immediately after lucy Wait. starts bombing <laughs> like yeah, right. she's sick, she sick for for whatever reason. But Sonic before blue. this, we do have a very nice pro sunscreen like vibe in the scenes going going in front of it. She's constantly like, I have to put on sunscreen. Australian shit. Like, makes sense. You don't want skin cancer, Lucy. I so I appreciate that, yeah, that Sally Thorne sort of like snuck in that. You get Danny's silvery blonde skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> It's a weird description. I think that's when the sunscreen is introduced. Yeah. Is she's like, oh, he probably sunscreens up a lot. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, he should if his skin looks like whatever the fuck silvery blonde skin looks like. So, so Lucy gets sick. She like barely makes it back on the bus. Josh like kind of offers to come back and get her, but like she would have had to wait. I don't know. Um, and this is like our first Josh Danny tussle where Danny's like, oh, I'll help you and josh yeah but he's like weird about it he seems to like (laughs) want to like hang out with her in like uh like a romantic way like danny like this is the first time where i was like oh danny like i don't know just the vibe of like danny wanting to take her home is that like he would want to like do something that it's not just like let me take you home and like make you soup and tuck you into bed which is what josh wants to do yeah and what he does yeah so josh does exactly that takes her home takes care of her um and for some reason, she's still wearing a bra to bed. I want to point this out. This woman is sick. She's vomiting. She's sleeping for 24 hours straight. And for some reason, she still has a bra on. It doesn't make any well, sense. Because Josh, she like doesn't think to take it off and Josh isn't going to do it. Although he does like change her at one point, I'm pretty sure. like She's like, oh, I'm in different her. clothes. He changes her sheets. He calls over his, who we find out is his doctor brother. Um, what is his name? I don't know. Patrick. Patrick. I found it out. I have to write down the names. Otherwise, I'm not. Oh, but this is the scene, Rachel. You skip right before this. She considers strangling. (laughs) She's constantly I looked at his throat. So the only other hint we've gotten of this is Mr. Bexley, Josh's like kind of dick asshole boss, calling him Dr. Josh. And Lucy's like, oh, I'm assuming he does that because Josh is so uptight and like – And competent. And like competent. Yeah. Smart. Whatever. It kind of seems to me – it kind of seems to me like he's – trying to get under his skin, like being, you know, teasing him. Um, and so we finally get a little bit of explanation from this when his do- his brother comes over, who his, his brother, brother is, a doctor, is a doctor. And so are his is, parents. So everybody yes. in Josh's family is a doctor besides Josh, which I can relate to a lot because all of you losers are in STEM <laughs> and I am in publishing, just okay. like Josh. I'm not 
really I'm not in STEM anymore. All of you losers are getting grad degrees as well. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, whatever. Yeah. Um, and this is the first hint we get that there's some kind of family drama going on with Josh. Um, Lucy overhears the conversation where his brother's like, why haven't you RSVP to the wedding? Mindy is stressed as hell thinking there's some sort of family feud happening. Mindy being the brother's fiance. And I'm like, no shit, Mindy. Of course there is. You started it. I don't know if we should make the big reveal now or later. No, I feel like we gotta we okay. gotta we gotta All bring right. it in. So it's horrible. Anyway, basically, some- the fact that Josh hasn't entirely cut out every single person in his terrible family is yep. shocking to yes, me. Yes, like I was like, you know, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Like ten year no contact with them, right. and then you can like reassess that. <laughs> um, and basically, somehow I can't remember if it's Josh volunteering her or like Lucy volunteering. Lucy, she does it be because to one. thank to thank him for taking care of her because he like right. stays at her apartment the whole weekend and like she's vomiting and he like is cleaning yes. her up and like making sure she doesn't die with this whatever mysterious illness she has. Yeah, and they have like a nice conversation about the strawberry farm. Sidebar. Well, she's like, she's like, people would always give me shit about the strawberry farm. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot imagine anyone doing that. Like, I can only, if I knew someone who had a strawberry farm, my only goal would be to get free strawberries from right. this person. Like, yeah. that would be my, or like, it, a, like a delicious strawberry smoothie that she says she had like every day for breakfast. Yeah, like, this would, great. this would be amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, they're talking about Danny. She's going to go on a second date with Danny. Danny asks her out for a second date. And Josh is obviously pissed about it. And she's like, I want a nice guy. And Josh is like, I'm not a nice guy. Like he's like, this is internal monologue. He's like, I'm a mean guy. And I'm well, like, there's you're no not, internal monologue. You're not. Yeah. He doesn't have an internal. It's all yeah. from Lucy's perspective. Yeah. But I'm like, Josh, you're not like a fucking mafia prince. Like you're not like a don. You're fucking. You're just a jerk to her. You like you're not. It's not that you're not sometimes. a nice guy. You're just yeah. mean. No, he goes to the gym twice a day, Rachel. Oh, that's okay. how he can pick her he's up ripped. like a rolled up right. newspaper. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, so, anyway. Um, yeah, so we get that. They leave he leaves on bad terms there. She somehow manages to offend him. They make out. They make uh, out in the closet. They make out in the closet, and Josh is like, oh, go on your date with Danny. She tries to make out with him again. And Josh is like, We can't make out again. You have to go on your date with Danny, and then you have to kiss him. And if you find out that I'm a better kisser than Danny, you have to come and tell me that nobody kisses. Mm-hmm. Because Danny picked like her up after the day she was sick and then like came – walked her up into her office and was kind of like trying to lord it over Josh or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And got her so, shitty daisies instead of like the expensive roses nice flowers, that yeah. Josh And, and she brings Josh strawberries from the mini mart <laughs> as a thank you. Not a smurf? Oh, no. She has yeah, a smurf. Yeah, she gets him a smurf lady. <laughs> okay. So, so second date with Danny. Um, does not go great. They kiss and she's like, uh, not great. Not into it. Yeah. So the kiss is not great with Danny. They end as friends, although she's like – she says it first and she's like, oh, I don't know. It kind of seemed like he's mad at me because he didn't get to be the one to end it. So that's like another strike against Danny. Um, and she immediately drives over to Josh's apartment and has like a crisis of, I don't know, deciding what to do. Is walking and up and down the street. And he's like walking outside as well. Well, he like texts her. He's like, where are you? And then he picks her up and carries her inside like a roll. He walks into his building with me under his arm like a rolled up newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, she's not flopping around. I guess she's she's so small. His arms are like tree strong. Great arm strength. Like, (laughs) 
I just don't understand. And later, at one point, he carries her like a football. Like she's constantly being carried like an inanimate object, and she's not like there's no descriptions of her flopping around. I just don't understand. How do you carry someone like a rolled up newspaper? Abs of steel. Abs of steel. She's no, just how like under Josh arm. She's under his. He's got her like under his stomach, and she's just like in streamlined position. <laughs> she's doing breaststroke through the air. She's helping him. She's helping Josh move forward. Oh my god. Um, okay, so we get to Josh's apartment, which is nice. On his, he has an origami bird that she like made and threw at him or something at one point, and a post-it note that she kissed on his fridge, which are two things that could be easily be creepy or sweet depending on how into the guy we are as like the reader or as the hero. Hero. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. it. I think the kissed up newspaper is is specifically from the fishnets day. Is she? She puts on her red lipstick and she does Mm -hmm. it twice. She puts on red lipstick. That's just like her thing. She puts it on and then she blots it and then she puts on lipstick again. Mm -hmm. And so he saved it from the red lipstick day. It's cute. It's cute, but only because we like him. Otherwise, it'd be creepy. She's not letting out. When she sees this, she's not letting out um, a nervous whinny. (laughs) It's described. She's constantly letting out weird animal sounds. He also hands her a mug of tea and she, quote, holds it like a weapon, which I don't understand. I mean, I guess if you're just ready, ready, you have it in both hands, you're ready to toss it. Right. And it's a hot tea. You're ready to toss it in his face, give him some third degree burns, and then run. Yeah. I mean, I feel like tea would be a a pretty good weapon. If you throw it in someone's face, you could easily blind them. That's true. No, for sure. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I was picturing like a gun or like a nah, – that's the American in me, I guess. Um, oh, you <laughs> American. Get that concealed um, weapons permit away, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So they have some like heart-to-heart about how when he was a kid and he and his brother would get Easter eggs, he would like save his and that's why they can't sleep together or something. He likes right. delayed gratification. Another yeah. kink. Another <laughs> opportunity for kink oh, for that sure. is steamrolled over. For sure. Horrible. Um. Anyway, they just make out. Yeah. They make out. She asks him the number of times throughout this book that Lucy asks Josh explicitly why he's so upset about his brother's wedding. He gives She gives him ample opportunity to explain and he just doesn't. He it's doesn't. So absurd. When they get to the wedding – she just gets. Is there anything in between that's like important? She does. She does her practice for her presentation. Yeah. She's going to do like an ebook program. Yeah. Oh, it's whatever. They're preparing. They've been preparing for their presentation this whole time. But you know what? Like, I work in corporate. There's nothing sexy about the corporate world. Okay. There's nothing sexy about PowerPoints. I'm sorry. I love a good PowerPoint. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. It's not fun. She it's goes, not romantic. She goes. She, to oh, she stands up to. Time. She stands up to aggressive coworker Julia, T or whatever. I don't think it's Julie. It's something. It's Julie. Actually, I'm looking. Is it I, Julie? I finally <laughs> reached the point in my notes where I wrote that down. Um, she stands up to her, and she like yeah. you know develops and she a also, backbone. She goes over to Josh's one more time after this night. Um, when she yeah, she like they have this whole thing where like she considered asking Danny to hang out or something and go to the movies. And he, like, asks her, like, tell me honestly, did you consider calling Danny? And she's like, yeah, like, maybe to go to a movie. I couldn't do that with you. And he's like, we could go to a movie if you wanted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> he looks at her from underneath his eyelashes, his serial killer eyes, I which is something movies. that's constantly yeah. being stated. <laughs> oh, yeah, serial killer eyes. eyes. More violence and death. Yeah, and I like, and I like. It's described like his pupils grow really large, which is which is like a thing, I guess. Like when you look at someone that you're attracted to, your your pupils grow larger. But I'm just imagining that he's like a cat or a snake, and like his the pupils yeah. just his whole eye. He's looking at her like I'm literally gonna kill you right God. now, and she's serial killer eyes. Yeah. More king okay. opportunities. They could have role played. There could have been some Definitely. great role playing. In yeah. This book. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so wedding. Oh, oh, the big. No, he oh. says no. No, there are two things. There are two things. He, um, his boss comes out and he's like, "You, we're gonna need to run over your routine because Mr. Bexley mm. overheard her practicing with Elaine. He's like, yeah. oh shit, she has a good presentation. Josh, we should practice.' And Josh is like, "I don't need help to beat her." Yeah. And he is, like, saying it, I guess, to, like, get dickhead boss off of off of back. their backs. But Lucy's like, oh, my God, he actually hates me, even though we made out yesterday on his couch and he's kept my <laughs> the paper crane that I made him. Like, he must actually hate me. He must be serious. And she, he explicitly tells her afterward, he's like, I wasn't serious. And she's like, no, he is. We can't be friends. He was right when he said we could never be friends. Like, this is horrible. And she's still and super I'm, mad at him. Yeah. But then the boss also, they get in a fight. Him and Josh. There's like a blowout fight. Oh, yeah. And HR shows up. <laughs> and Elaine shows up. <laughs> and Lucy's like, what's going on? And then, like, he comes out and he's like, ready to go to the wedding? And she's like, what happened? And he's like, none of your business, bitch. And they go to the wedding. And mm-hmm. once again, Josh doesn't tell her shit. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, we get like several things like, quote, several relatives greeted him in tones of surprise. So like even the distant relatives recognize how shitty his brother is. And then she's like, I noticed some speculative glances at Josh. And why, Rachel, why, why are they also shocked that Josh is at because Patrick the wedding? Mindy, the girl who was thinking there was some sort of family feud going on, is Josh's ex-girlfriend. And this isn't like, oh, they dated for a month. They dated for like a year a for year. two years. They were together and for not an insignificant amount of time. And then they broke up and she immediately got with Patrick. There's definitely and it's like, implied that there was severe emotional, emotional cheating. Like yeah. she and Patrick grew for close sure. towards the end of her relationship with Josh. Yeah. And this is just the final, I feel like, the final coup to whatever, like top of the dung heap of like shit that his family has done because his whole life his dad has been like a total dick to him because he only wanted one kid josh is like the second kid josh is an accident and yeah everyone in the family is a doctor josh drops out of medical school um but even clear we we were talking about we can't figure out the timeline we don't know whether josh like his major or where they dropped out of medical school yeah he was on the med track and then he had to deal with like a corpse and he didn't like it his dad was like a total asshole and like didn't even come to his college graduation, which was pre-med. Um, yeah, he yes, definitely finished he, they pre-med. They threw a party and the dad didn't come to the party. Right. And the, the mom, mom threw a party. And yeah, the and mom doesn't like, do anything about it. Both the mom right. and Patrick are like the mom whose name is Elaine. Very confusing. Terrible. Writers, don't do that. Don't name characters' yeah. names. That <laughs> like, sound exactly the same. Um, the mom and Patrick both – don't do anything. They're just yeah. like, oh, the dad, dad, don't be mean to Josh. And I'm like, no. If your husband slash father is being like explicitly emotionally and verbally abusive to one of your children slash brother, 50% and of you your don't explicitly be like, you 
cut that shit out or our relationship is finished. Like the fact that the mom is like, if you don't stop abusing my child, we're going to get a divorce. Like you're complicit. Yeah. You're complicit. You also, are also abusive. Like you suck as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, he also like refused to pay for his college, but paid for Patrick's. Like the mom. No, there was yeah. like so many things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the mom had to pay for Josh's 100%. college because the yeah. dad refused. And so basically the whole family is horrible. Patrick also cheated on, like allowed, got Josh to cheat. Josh's girlfriend to cheat on him yep. emotionally and is now marrying her. And that's not acting all offended at why Josh wouldn't want to come to the wedding. And the mom too. And they're like, why, Josh? Why are you so like anti that? But then Josh later on is like, oh yeah, it's no not actually because of Mindy. Like they're actually great together. Like I'm actually really happy. Like I just don't want to see my dad. And I'm like, no, Josh, you should be pissed about Mindy. Like it's one thing if they dated for Mindy. a year and then like 10, like you did, they did in college and 10 years later, Mindy and the brother meet. Oh, for like, sure. That's one thing. But like, no, there was some cheating involved. Mindy's a piece of shit. Patrick a piece of shit. The dad's a piece of shit. I don't even remember his name because he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. He's just dickhead make tartar pants. Yeah. Hate him. Mom sucks <laughs> and is complicit in abuse. Everyone yeah. horrible. Cut that shit out. Am I am I the asshole? Yes. Yes, you are the asshole, Josh's <laughs> family. Like, you're the asshole. <laughs> Yeah. read it we all yeah. know what the what the yeah. verdict is gonna but, be yeah so lucy doesn't know about any of this during the wedding can i just say josh doesn't tell her she finds out because what she overhears some shit in the bathroom right no, no, no. mindy comes up to her tells her and yeah she's like oh i'm so glad that oh i'm so glad that josh is like happy with you and she's like what and she's like yeah because josh and i dated yeah. and lucy's like are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? And me too. I'm listening this, listening to this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Mindy, yeah. die in a hole. Patrick, die in a hole. Josh, yeah. get some therapy and then be a better communicator and Get live outside the, the strawberry hole. dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The strawberry smurf dynasty. Yeah. It's just like so ridiculous. Yeah. I hate it. I hate Mindy. I hate the them. one thing. Yeah, the Mindy thing is terrible. It's not as unforgivable as the whole like dad just being abusive his entire life. But the other and thing, the there is there is something of an implication that like when Mindy and Josh finally broke up and she like turned to Patrick for consolation, Josh had been like distant for a while, and that was right at the same time that he no. met Lucy. No, 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 no. So here's the timeline. Right, the companies are merging. Josh is super busy at work yeah. because he is working to save as many jobs as possible he also because just met Lucy. he's a good corporate man no no no. he hasn't man. met lucy yet they meet he meet, meets lucy like a week before him and mindy break mm. break up but they've been yeah. having problems for a while so they're distant because josh is working so much mindy while they're still dating is turning to patrick to try to get some like info on why josh is being so distant this is when the emotional cheating starts then josh meets lucy and like a week later mindy dumps him Josh yeah. is blameless in this yeah, situation. I will not yeah. allow any. For sure. Listen, no, you're right. You're a right. lot of Josh slander that can be thrown about in this book. <laughs> this is not one of those situations. Yeah. I will not tolerate any Josh slander. Yeah, it's just in ridiculous. this situation. Yeah. So Josh, Josh is a victim. Yeah, definitely. And he hasn't talked to his dad in five years at this point. And oh, Lucy God, at one point is like, that. yeah, because that's since the keep party. it going, Josh. At Don't talk point, to him. Yeah, at one point Lucy is like, so him not turning up at a party because he didn't show up for his graduation party means that you haven't talked to your father properly for five years. You've got to see it's hurting your mom. She's got permanently sparkly eyes from trying not to cry. Yeah. I'm like, you well, bitch, like. <laughs> 
This is the mom deserves you deserve your mom. You deserve to be hurt for allowing your husband to hurt your child for like over two decades. Yeah, you you deserve everything that comes. You all need to go to family therapy. You need to get a divorce from your shitty, emotionally abusive husband. Seems like Josh is like on that road. He like he's like I stopped making any kind of effort to engage with him, and it was like the biggest source of stress in my life was removed. I stopped. I thought, well, when he wants to be a father to me, he'll make the move. It's like good. Like you're you're good, Josh. We don't need Lucy. Lucy does eventually like come around and yell at him basically. One more time, what's the key takeaway from this book? Josh's family sucks. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so when Lucy finds this out, she's like super upset. She wants to leave. Understandably. And take the bus back. Um she has like a heart to heart with the mom, Elaine, who's like, "Oh, Josh, like he's totally in love with you." And it's like, "Okay, I wish I cared about your opinion, lady. If only you loved your son as much, Elaine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If only you weren't such a bitch. Anyway, they go back and they have sex again. Oh, yeah. They've already had sex, by the way, before the wedding. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. Because they – Oh, no, maybe not. They go go straight to the wedding. Before the wedding and she falls asleep. It's true. This is the first time. They have they have hot sex, have sex and then they wake up and they have, and they have super hot sex. shower sex. <laughs> yeah, I am so into this shower sex scene. Yeah. It is great. They have a, like a a rain the well, fuck what's it called the rain shower head yeah. the great one the overhead one yeah. and it's gentle and he's like behind her and like I'm also just like a very big fan oh. of scenes in which like the guys like doing stuff from behind like they're like back to chest and he's like fingering her and it's like i'm like who yes this is what i've been waiting for just throw some handcuffs in there and it would have been chef's kiss throw some asphyxia he could choke her from behind while fingering her right and it would be the perfect culmination to their sexual arc Speaking of things that don't seem physically possible, though, at one point during that scene, they're like kissing, quote, nose to nose. And I don't get that. I guess if she has like really he, good neck flexibility. But it yeah, also doesn't make sense because it's implied that he has to bend over quite a lot. Right. Basically, like while they love each other emotionally, physically, I think this relationship is going to be very unhealthy because it's going to involve neck problems for Lucy and back <laughs> problems for Josh because they're constantly having to like fully bend in That's order to do they... anything with their faces. Well, you can just scoop her up like a rolled up newspaper. That's true. He just picks her up like a football on the problems. Yeah. <laughs> he makes out with a newspaper. Josh was very into the comic section of the Sunday paper. Yeah. Like, he's internalized that. She's, there were Smurf comics. Rachel, it's all coming together. There were Smurf comics in the Sunday paper. And so she, he's, he's, she's the Smurf in his life. It's all coming together. He's carrying her like a newspaper because he had some sort of newspaper finish. That's okay, why he works Alex in publishing. <laughs> Fuck. It's all coming together. Ah! <laughs> Conspiracy nice. in love. Do 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 do. Okay. So the next morning, there's supposed to be a family brunch after the, sh- the shower sex that Lucy forces him to go to. Um, yes. Before that, they have like an interaction with the quote elegantly groomed receptionist, and this is like a very I feel like <laughs> Twilight moment for me because. The receptionist is like ignoring Lucy, like willfully ignoring my presence. And then she's like, or maybe she's just dazzled by Josh. But Josh only has eyes for Lucy, of course. Um, so they show up to brunch. The family didn't save them a seat. They didn't get a table big enough. So they have to like awkwardly scramble and get seats. Yeah, but like, come on. Um, there's a quote that I think Lucy's like, if I had whiskers, that they would be twitching. Cat moment. I don't know what that's in what that's in reference to, but lots of cat shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Mindy is eating a grapefruit, which to me is a huge red flag. The parent trap and personal experience has taught me not to trust people who enjoy grapefruit, especially not at breakfast. So yeah, just another mark against Mindy. Horrible. <laughs> and then and then we have a scene. The dad is being an asshole once again. The rest of the family is not yeah. standing up to him in any meaningful way. Once again, right. Lucy finally stands up to him. And I like this because this is a scene that happens often, right? Because a lot of times in romance, like one of the core wounds is like a shitty parent. And like there's a scene at the end in which like a lot of the times the way it goes is that like they're together and she's like, I wanted to say something, but like he like needed to do this himself. And then he, like, the other character, the one with the shitty parent, doesn't end up actually, like, like putting the dad in the place. And I, at that point, almost always, like, pause the audiobook or close the ebook and then just, like, interact and, like, reenact the whole, like, situation <laughs> and how I would do it. And I'm like, this is how it should have been done. But normally, like, there isn't, like, a full, like, smackdown scene. They're just, like, yeah. the, like, healing is, like, oh, well, I didn't rise to their bait and I walked away and like now I'm right. better than them and we can move forward with our relationship no no not so here Sally Thorne knows what the people and by the people I mean me want <laughs> and she has Lucy put shitty dad in his place unfortunately Lucy does not put Patrick and mom in their place but you can't win everything yeah shitty dad gets put in his place Excellent. definitely yeah no she definitely like yeah, she's like, you can't completely neglect him and then trash his choices, um, which is the closest any of them ever come to calling him out on his years of emotional bullshit. Him being like, why would you throw away pre-med after he didn't pay for it, but paid for his others? I'm not saying parents always have to pay for their kid's college, but like you don't just get to show blatant favoritism of only paying for one kid. Yeah, anyway, bullshit. And like explicitly um, <laughs> being like, I'm not paying for second kid because I think sec- second kid is a fuck up. Right. Just because I don't like him. Just because he's an accident. And just I because didn't I, want a yeah, second kid. Exactly. Um, Elaine, afterwards, another cat moment. She's like, thanks for defending him like that, like a rabbit lioness <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Where, I don't wear that. I wrote that down though. Um, yeah. And I'm just like, like you should have defended him all these years, Elaine. So after the brunch smackdown, um, they go home. And we find out that both Josh painted his room Robin's egg blue the day he met Lucy, which would have been before he broke up with Mindy, just saying. Anyway, Josh is – But it's implied that it's like subconsciously, that he's like, oh, I just really liked that color blue. Yeah. Um, And we also find out that Josh has quit his job. And that's what the fight with Mr. Bexley is about. He removed himself from the competition because he didn't want it to get in the way of his and Lucy's Budding a relationship. Well, also because Lucy is like Lucy has always wanted to work in publishing. Like that's oh, something we find out at the beginning. Yeah. She loves publishing. She loves this industry. Whereas Josh is like, I mean, I like it because I'm good at it, but like it's not my passion. So right. he's like, why should I take away potentially this mm-hmm. career opportunity from and Lucy? He has already gotten another job at another struggling struggling publishing company that he's going to help like get yeah he likes like saving companies so that (laughs) yeah so that they can continue to be in competition (laughs) with each other and you don't find out who gets the fucking job you don't find out who gets the fucking job in this book and i understand that josh has quit and the implication is like well of course like lucy's the best candidate but they're interviewing other people they're interviewing people outside outside the company there's like it's specifically stated that they're outside candidates yeah and we don't even get like in an epilogue like five years later i meet josh for dinner no this isn't in the book rachel (laughs) this isn't the book that you read it's like a bonus scene at the end of the next book but it's not in this book we never find out and i'm like the whole sally sally listen to me sally look me in the eyes and tell me that not once did you consider that that would be pertinent information for me to know 
like I should know that Lucy gets the job. Will she be able to keep affording her Smurfs? Anyway, yes. Rachel, we were talking about we talked about cats a lot. Oh yeah. So uh, Rachel, what's this the cat scale? Quite high book? on the cat scale. Despite Josh's somewhat puppy-like qualities, I would say overall this book very much tends toward the feline side. Out of ten, <laughs> killer eye. Would you give this out of ten? Out of ten. Um. Okay, because there aren't any literal cats in the book, I do have to <laughs> knock some points out. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm going to say like eight. I was going to say eight too. Yep. Eight. It's pretty high. Pretty high. Just everything it. about it. I can't even explain it. Well done. Yes. Well done. Indeed. That's the lesson of the day. Yes. All right. So, oh, so they have upcoming on the horizon, they have a, str- a trip to the strawberry fields. Um, <laughs> which is where josh it's like josh's dream vacation apparently like ever since he's he found been stalking the strawberry yeah. field website for years like yeah. ever since they met he's been yes. on the strawberry fields website and in the special epilogue at the b- end of sally thorne's second book they are engaged that's pretty much i think the only information they're engaged and she got the job oh that's yeah, when yeah, we yeah. find out that she got comes the job. to like visit her at work or something they go out to lunch yeah. she's got and a like listen, I, under- I understand fundamentally that we can safely assume that she gets the job but I want to be told. I want to be spoon fed. I don't want to have to think in any way for a rom com. I just I want it to be. I want it be, to be shits and I want it to be sex and giggles the whole time. That's what I want out of my rom com. And more kink and telling me whether you get the job. That's what I want. This book. <laughs> a trip to the strawberry farm, but still delicious, still good. I really enjoyed it. Indeed, I yeah, did. very good book. I enjoyed it a lot too. Good job, Sally. Well 10 done. Out of Ten. Proud good of job. you. Good, good book, mate. Mate, <laughs> yeah. Mate. Great job, mate. <laughs> Great job. Go, go, Silly. fire up the Barbie and as celebration. <laughs> yeah, snag a snag. Good for sorry, you. Is, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize, Australians. Fire up the bar. <laughs> Don't turn into a mermaid at the full moon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Oh yes, H two O just had water. Cleo, Cleo, oh no, I got water. Cleo, Sally Thorne, your next book should be um, a mermaid book. That's on me. You can just take that idea on me. <laughs> on us. On us. Next book should be a mermaid, an enemies lovers mermaid book about basically just the hating game, but mermaids. Yeah, I would buy it immediately. Mermaid Smurfs. No, I mean, it's part of you add that. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Enemies to lovers. Enemies to lovers. One of them's a Smurf. One of them's a mermaid. (laughs) And it's rival mythical creatures. I mean, I don't know why, but it (sighs) seems like obvious they would be enemies. The Smurfs cannot swim. Despite being blue, they definitely cannot swim. Maybe they can like float. They're like the the stellar sea cow. No, no, they can't you know because they're so top heavy. Cow? Because the the hats oh, they float and their big down. noses make them so top heavy. <laughs> and so their natural enemy no. is the water. And therefore, no, they the used to be they used to be sea creatures, but they were forced to leave because of. Do you know about the stellar sea cow? What? <laughs> sea cow, these giant manatee-like things that used to float, I think, in like the Indian Ocean, and they were so like full of blubber oh, that they could no, only yeah. float. Wait, no, and then it was like by Alaska. Them. Was it by Alaska? And they would be it hunted. They, they would be hunted by the Inuits for their blubber, right? And they were just so dumb that they would they couldn't die because they were so fat. No, yeah, no, no. you told they me were about hunted them. to extinction. 
Yes, Anyways, yes, yes. But it was because they were the, so easily to be hunted. That almost that happened, happened to the Smurfs. And the mermaids were the ones doing the hunting. No, 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 no. It's all a misunderstanding. In the Smurfs legend, the merm- the mermaids were the one doing the hunting and that force that like chased them from the ocean. But actually, the mermaids were trying to save them. Save them. There was a big misunderstanding. Yeah. And the star-crossed lovers have to bring the allies back together. Yes. To take on the humans. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> Anyone who wants to write that story, I give you permission to write it, please, and then send it to me. (laughs) Please send me Smurf Mermaid fan art as at Lucy Hale or whatever the fuck the guy's name is that's playing Josh in the movie. I want that fan art. Take your pick. Josh can be the Smurf. Lucy can be the mermaid. I don't care. I just want a Smurf and a mermaid. Excellent. Good. Well done. All right. With that call to action. (laughs) Where can they find us, Rachel? You can follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook at We Read It One Night or follow us on Twitter at We Read It Podcast. You can also email us at We Read It One Night at gmail.com. And if you would subscribe, follow, and leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast, preferably five stars, uh, that would really help us out in reaching more people and bringing uh, more folks into the romance fam. And if you leave the name of a book or a movie that you want us to cover in future episodes in your review, you will get added to our magical mystical Excel sheet (laughs) where we look to for future episodes. Uh, So you can help contribute in making this podcast even better. Godspeed. (laughs) Godspeed.